Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And I'm dedicating that to my sister from another Mr. Lily V6, who is back. Yes. And Mr. Pittsburgh, who, <laughs> yes. is, who is back I'm as well. Back. So, so we get everybody back together. <laughs> you know, a little bit of John Sebastian. Bach. Bach. John Sebastian Bach. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Oh, it's wow, one of me. Wow. Cool night. Just let oh, me hold go. you. All right, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus coming back at you. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Lou Dini. Yes, sir. And I'm here to entertain your ass, to put a big-ass smile on your face. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean one of them vertical smiles. I mean a real-ass smile. Wow. The kind of smile you can take home to your mama. Show your grill. That's going to be my new saying. Show your grill. Show your grill. Show your grill. What All fresh right. hell is this? I have we no idea. But it is a Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, and that's where you're going to find out all about the great Ludinski, as well as all awesome stuff we have going on. Uh, 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 private uh, Facebook groups. They're very private. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no. <laughs> and uh, all the back catalog of... Um, of podcasts, people that have been involved with the podcast, different interviews I've done, all kind of fun stuff, merchandise, music, <clears throat> exclusive shit that you can't get no place else. That's why you got to go. Hmm. Right, Lily? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check, check out my brother, uh, uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson. He does amazing artwork on your know, musical instrument. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's going to be mint when he done with your instrument. You're you're a poet. I rhymed mint with mint. You're a, you're a lyricologist. Like, uh, did you ever notice that Ozzy rhymed masses with masses? Yes. Yeah, that's brilliant. Generals gathered in their masses just like witches at black masses. Exactly. He did such a good that job. That actually took a lot of thought. <clears throat> for him. Oda yeah. dunk it. Well, Oda dunk him, yeah. it. Anyways, um, so I saw a great quote by Ozzy Osbourne today. I don't remember the quote exactly. <laughs> I don't, but I, well, so we'll talk about something else. No, I'm just kidding. But it was like, it was like, he was like, don't play for me a riff that would impress Joe Satriani. Hmm. Play for oh, me yeah. a riff that's going to inspire some kid to pick up a guitar and want to become a rock star. There you go. There you go. That's it. There you go. All right. And I, I got it pretty close. Boom I'm goes not, not exactly, that's but that's I, I got the gist of it. You sure, sure. Um, and of course, Rock Rage Radio, you probably, we, that's where we got a lot of you guys hanging out with us, and you're probably listening on Rock Rage Radio, but if you're not, go to rockrageradio.com and download, what kind of app is that again, Lily? Free. The yeah. free app. And there's tons of great programming on there, including the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, which you probably already knew that, but Lily V6 is here from Rock Rage Radio. Lily, why don't you tell us about your show and some of the other cool shit on Rock Rage? Well, my show is Hot Licks with Lily 6, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern time i have so many um unsigned bands and indie bands as well as uh, just like a fraction of some mainstream bands plus some really cool interviews a lot coming up in the next few weeks 
Um, there's also uh, Rocky Mountain Rage. She's uh, she Kitra. She does a great show as well. Poison Ivy does a great show. John Coons has a great show. So everybody should check out their shows as well. Oh, Johnny, uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, oh Johnny. Johnny, you got your own show finally after all these and, years. And hold on. It was trying. I know you was, but then you finally yeah. made it into the big time. Yeah. Listen, I'm a little, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, uh, not 100%. So I, I'm sorry, Lily, I failed you. Could you please tell me the name of your show again? Hot Licks with Lily Six. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. Bones Magoo is back. Back on track. Oh Thank you, Bones. And I believe no. Lily's favorite, Honky oh, the Clown, is hanging is. out somewhere. Fuck that clown. <laughs> we got around here something. That's what Honky he's hoping. Clown. Stab he's him. hoping. Stab him. No, oh, who come? Who writes this shit? I don't know. It just comes naturally. <laughs> Jesus, we need, to, we need. I need to talk to here. the writers. Mr. Pittsburgh, schedule yeah. a meeting with the writers when I get back from New Orleans. All right, I will. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll do that. <laughs> Can't stand you wow. guys. Wow. <laughs> I apologize, folks. I apologize. I just read what they tell me to say. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Yeah, it's like, all scripted. writes <laughs> every last word. You can read. Well, wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't make it mean. There was, I wasn't making it mean. <laughs> I did. Welcome back, Lily. <laughs> but, so let's talk about what everybody did this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all in our places with bright, shining faces. So let's start with Lily. Lily, what did you get up to this week? Well, Friday, I worked the box office for one of my... talk about all the sex you had, okay? What? Okay, well, I'm not going to talk about all the sex I <laughs> okay. had, but I will later, maybe. Um, well, first of all, Friday, I went to... Um, I worked for the theater group that I um, am involved in, the Rage of the Stage Players. They did the play Nancy Nightmare's Fucked Up Fairy Tale. Wow. And um, it's a lovely children's story, <laughs> I obviously. <bet. laughs> but uh, there are two or four more showings this week, Friday. Did they actually Saturday. have the word fuck on the marquee and everything? It's. it's the, the, oh, the U yeah, is yeah, censored. Okay, yeah, wow, right. it's yeah. really disguising it. Yeah, yes, okay. right. <laughs> you know, when means? we growed up, that never would have flown. No. 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 <laughs> no. It never would have flown. And it, you know what? Part of me feels like was that was right because it left some taboo uh-huh. yeah right like, and i mean now that's like oh okay whatever it's, okay, like, whatever. it's not in other words what's this what's the name of the play again nancy nightmares fucked up fairy tale mm. like if this would have been 1985 that title would be way more salacious oh yeah <laughs> i know, you know right I mean? <laughs> yeah. but continue, so continue continue um it's at the um off the wall theater in carnegie uh there are two or four more showings friday and saturday 8 p.m and midnight uh each, each night Prepare for like, what? yeah, prepare for like two and a half oh, hours boy. of play, though. So if you go see the midnight one, you'll be there for a while. All right. Ludini Unleashed. <laughs> something. Saturday, I went on a date with uh, Josh Savage to the Treetops Restaurant in Acme, PA. Very upscale Michelin restaurant. Nice. Um, it was the six course dinner. I saw dinner. his photos. Right. Okay, because I've actually been friends with Josh on Facebook for a long right, fucking right. time. Right. You can't have him. He's my friend. Yeah. But um I'll take them all. But I couldn't I was oh I was not getting the photos. It looked like it's like a campground. What it, was going it, it's on? It's very they're very hard to see cuz it, it was dark outside but it's uh it's the walkways are lit. They're in little like tree pods. It's tree oh, houses. Okay. And it's like four people So per... you so so what? You're like like you were like like hobbits. Yes, we Aww. were like hobbits in our own little tree pod. <laughs> but we had a five yes. five course dinner, wine. Wow. It was wonderful. Then you hung out with Dildo Daggins afterwards, right? Yes. Whoa. That's what happened afterwards. Well, we did. We did hang out in the hot tub at the hotel afterwards. Oh my. What's the name? Of the, where is the uh, the treetops? Acme, Pennsylvania. So it's kind of like oh. in the Greensburg sort of area. Okay. It's very nice. Very pretty. It's got. It's. It was this guy's vision since he was a kid who owns it. We met the owner. His wife's the chef. 
wonderful food. Nice. Food's good? Yes. All right, good. I'm going to take... Oh, all right. There you go. Uh, I think I'll take my woman there. All right. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, what else do you do? Anything good? Um, that is, but that's pretty much it. Okay, Mr. Good. Pittsburgh is back. Now, Mr. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. like, I'm not expecting too much. Yeah. Yeah. But you get, uh, you were in the... I in the hospital. Oh. <laughs> I had brain transplant. <laughs> it worked real good. Now, I was in the hospital. <laughs> Did not have a brain transplant. But I had some surgery and been home for a couple days now. What's what? What are you laughing at? I did not have an addict. Do you remember when we had Eric McKenna on here? Yeah. <laughs> oh you no! You made some retard joke. Like yeah. You started doing something, and he lost his mind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I forget I, what it was, but I that was know, really he awesome. He isn't really speaking to me, so. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you well, offended him. I wonder why. Yeah, it's probably because of me and my comments. <laughs> But, Eric's um, great. Check out his podcast. He's yeah, awesome. definitely. But guys, yeah, but guys, continue, continue. But uh, yeah, so I had some surgery. Spent some time in the hospital. But now I'm home. Yay! Getting getting stronger every day, and just uh, ready to rock and roll. Okay, cool. All yes. right. So I want to. Is that you good? You guys yeah, all I'm good. good. Everybody, yeah. good. Everybody covered their bases. Real quick, I want yes. to run down a couple of things that's happening with me this week. One of the things. Let's talk. Let's jump. Let's talk about music. Uh, okay. I um started listening to some of these Beatles remasters. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Mr. Pittsburgh and I were talking before, but I'm going to let everybody tell you guys a little bit about the technology. So when the Beatles recorded, they recorded, they had four tracks. You know, so they would... Guitar parts, bass parts, tambourine. There was little parts, keyboard parts that ended up kind of getting buried because they would record on three tracks, mix those three tracks down to one track, then they would have three more tracks and they would mix Mm -hmm. those and keep mixing down, keep mixing down, keep mixing down. And so a lot of the sounds and parts and stuff like that, not a lot, but there was a good bit of them. We, you really couldn't hear or didn't really come out right or weren't as effective or whatever. Now there is technology using AI that allows us to go in and to separate those instruments, even oh, though they are on yeah, one okay. track. Uh-huh. And, and Peter Jackson, the filmmaker, uh, he developed this technology and it was used in the Beatles um, documentary, Get mm-hmm. Back. If, you've, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, um, you love classic rock and you love the Beatles, I highly recommend it. It's insane, but the sound is so good. Yeah. And the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm like, you know, they're all playing in a room and there's not like many mics and it's just like, why isn't, why is everything so clear like why can i hear uh-huh. like everything at the right volume as if it was mixed and that's because that's what they <laughs> that's exactly what they okay. did so you can hear because just the recording off of the cameras was just like a, a kind of a wash you know right. there'd be stuff that would be real loud that mm-hmm. wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. and something would be completely uh, vocals would be buried or whatever <clears throat> usually guitar players playing too loud right yes exactly that's, that's usually yeah, it that's usually what the problem is <laughs> um so they use this technology and so they apply this to They've, they're going back and they're going to be they've done a lot of the albums they did Rubber Soul and some records like that and they've taken the red album and the blue album the right. like Beatles greatest mm-hmm. it's like everybody had right, right. you know what I mean yep. everybody had those fucking records uh, grow, growing up and they applied this process to those to those recordings and I gotta tell you man it is fucking impressive yeah. the Ringo's drums 
fucking crushed. I mean, <laughs> they the songs all have a much more like an edge to them. Mm-hmm. They just do. And the vocals have that, you know, they're like pushing distortion. They've got the right, just, just the right yep. thing. Like it's, it's just really done, well done. There are naysayers and detractors. Of course. <clears throat> um, and I think that they could have gone really crazy. And really like, you know, like back then, you know, and a mix the, that music wasn't mixed with like a lot of like heavy bass and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The bass was just another instrument, part of the mix or whatever. Um, you know, today everything's about boom, 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 boom. You know, you, they could have done something like that. They did not do that. They restrained themselves from doing that. But still, there are some people that are, you know, feel like, you know, they kind of turning their nose up at it. But I think it's absolutely really amazing to listen to. I does it replace the original recordings. I don't know. It might be kind of cool to have the two. Of yeah. course, the two will live Compare, alongside yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, and you can Ooh. you can pick whatever you like. Um, they did do some of the... The Beatles were known for hard panning. Um, mm-hmm. And I do not have this right, probably. But something like... Maybe you remember. Like, what? The drums and something would be were on, on one side. Yeah, yeah. And then the vocals and the guitars or something would be on the other. Something like that. Yep, something yep. like that. <clears throat> I mean, really hard panning. And they retained some of that in places and other places where I think that they, they made like a judgment call. Where yeah, they like, just felt like, yeah, like we, we yeah. don't need that. To, we don't need to do that here. Some people are kind of like poo-pooing a little bit of that. But for the most part, most of the reviews afford are pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I highly recommend that you uh, go go check it. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, not going to cost you any money. But they are going to be releasing them, I believe, in vinyl and um, and uh, CD and cool. things like that. It's going to be coming out. <clears throat> um, so, very cool. Um, I watched a movie, uh, or I don't know if it's a movie. What was it? What Mary, do you guys remember when we were kids? Yes. Like you would look forward to when it got around right after Thanksgiving, uh-huh. the Christmas shows would yep. play and you yes. didn't want to miss them. And you had to find out when they when were they on. Were and how on. did you find yeah. out when they were going to be on TV guide? Yeah, TV, TV guide. fucking guide. Yeah. That was the only way. That was uh-huh. the only way. So you would look and see, and, and when you were real little, your mom would be like, oh, you know, Rudolph's going to be Coming on. on yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever. <clears throat> So what was what was your favorite one, Mr. Pittsburgh? Uh, I think Rudolph. Rudolph was your yeah, favorite one. Yeah, I like I like the monster. That's why I like Rudolph. <laughs> the Bumble. Yeah, the Bumble. Yeah, yep. And Mr. Um, Miss Lily. Yeah, I have to go with Rudolph as yeah, well. Definitely. That's my favorite one. Um, I probably was partial to Rudolph, but I loved all of um the the big ones for me. I think there were four. Was were Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. Frosty the Snowman. Sure. Um. Santa Claus is coming to Santa, town. Santa Claus is coming yeah. to town, and and oh oh the peanuts. Oh yeah, Charlie oh, Brown. Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. I love the Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie that's Brown a good Christmas. one too. <clears throat> so this Sunday morning, I got up and I was looking for something, and I watched Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh. It's on YouTube. Okay, you just watch it. All right, no then. commercials. Um, and it is. It was really wonderful. <laughs> you know, no commercial. Transported it, you it, back it, to that time. Exactly. You know? yeah. Although there are places where you can see it was made for TV, and there are places where it kind of fades oh, for yeah, a second. For yep. a commercial. You yeah, can do yeah, a commercial. Yeah. It is a nightmarish story for children, though, because, I mean, this dude's like outlaws to- toys and playing, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just like... <laughs> Poor Chris Kringle. It, it's cr- it's crazy and like he locks he locks uh, Santa Claus up in a dungeon. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's 
<laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like that one as much. It is dark. <laughs> and then there's the Winter Warlock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my problem with the Winter Warlock has always been this. Even since I was a little kid. Like, after he becomes good, he he's useless. He has no powers. <laughs> like, they, like, when they come well, to get great. to arrest them, yeah. they're like... Mr. Warlock, do something. He's like, oh, I can't. Yeah. So luckily, though, he does have the magic corn so that makes reindeer evil. fly. So it's ah, like not a total right. fucking waste. And right. then later on in the movie, he kind of has some of his powers back. So I'm like, what is going on here? It's, he's recovering. <laughs> he's he's recovering. healing. Yeah, he's healing up. I mean, like, this is wrong. No, but I, um, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, That's so cute that you watch that. Uh-huh. So I also watch another cutesy thing, but we're going to talk about, have either one of you guys seen the movie Appendage? It came out, I think, like in March. No. I don't think so, no. I did not see it. I, um, the, uh, okay. I want to talk about it. I want to, this probably going to, I'm probably not going to be able to help myself. Okay. Uh, with spoilers. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but I would, when I get to spoilery stuff, I will say Spoiler. fast fast forward a, a minute yeah. or two, and you'll <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Um, this is a 2023 film. I believe it came out in something like March, something like that. Um, young fashion designer's life spirals as her darkest inner thoughts manifest into something gruesome that won't stop growing. I already love um, it. Anna Zlokovic. Uh huh. Writer and director Hadley Robinson, Emily Hampshire, and Kusar Muhammad. Mm. Um, these ladies are fantastic. It's a f- pretty, pretty much like a female led cast. Um, really good. Um, this movie is an allegory. An allegory. It's an you allegory. Say? It's like a blatant, not even really like you know. So. It was ironic is I also ended up watching the animated and Mr. Pittsburgh, you might even remember this. You yes. probably are too young. She's too young. But the animated The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I, oh, I remember it. But yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah I've okay, seen they it. They probably showed it to us, the faith community. Probably. Um, and which is an allegory about the Christian story, mm-hmm. right? Okay, now this is, uh, uh, appendage is not an allegory about the Christian story, uh, but it is, an, it is an allegory nonetheless. And it, um, I don't know how to explain this. So I'm just going to sort of describe what I saw. Okay. It's um, it's a kind of a highbrow concept. And it's this idea that like, what do you do with your evil side? And like, it's a sort of like a given. We all have, we all have an evil side. Sure. You know? and, I, and it made me think about you, Lily, because oh you my. always post those memes on, um, on yeah. Facebook <laughs> where you kind of like, sort of like... What's the one about this and this, and then I and then then when I feel in a good mood, I bake cookies and shit or whatever. Oh. You know what I mean? Like you post stuff like that like all the time, right. and it makes me it make you know. And so it made me think about you, um, and that and it's like that's a thing, like right? Like it, it it's it's what Jung would call our shadow. We all have mm-hmm. our shadow. We're mm-hmm. light and shadow. I I after I watched the movie, I listened to the song Halos and Horns by. Um, Dolly Parton, which is, nice. you know, we all have those, you know, we got halos, we yep. got horns. And this movie is about dealing with your horns. 
It's an allegory hmm, for that. Okay. Okay. Which is kind of high concept, highbrow. It's very well directed, very well shot. It's like taking, it's it's like a series. They were like, this isn't a throwaway. This isn't Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or a monster or one of those like campy, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of things. But it does have a campy fucking creature thing. That okay, fun. That is, yeah. And you kind of laugh when it comes on the screen, but it seems intentional. Okay. Like, I don't think, like, I think that the movie knows this is campy. Right. But it's not really meant, the point isn't that this looks real. The point is, what we're talking about here is, like, how do you deal with this? Okay. Um, and it's about this young lady, and I guess this is maybe kind of a spoiler, uh, her journey towards sort of, you know, dealing with this and making peace with it or whatever. Um, what y'all, what, and, and there's a something in the film where, this thing actually helps her really kind of get ahead with her boss. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like saying that like, you don't want to kill your shadow. Right. Because that's the kind of, that's the kind of part of you that gives you chutzpah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the part of you that like, when you need to, when you need to tell somebody to go get bent, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that, you know, if you're just always, eh, you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, it's, it's a very cool, um, it's a very cool film. I, 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 I put it on a recommend, but just know that it has, it's an allegory and yes, there is a sort of campy aspect to it. Okay. It knows that it's campy, but the movie is still done. It still has a kind of, it's just like a, um, a ma- it's like, it's almost, it knows that like, this isn't supposed to look real. Right. You know what I mean? This is not the point of what we're doing here. We're, we want you to understand something. Um, but that makes it sound like it's a big message film. And it's not. It's very fun and funny. And it's suspenseful. And it's very gory. Oh. Um, some right. people compared it to Malignant. Did you see that, Lily? I did see that. Um, I thought, when I, when it's, once, I, once it gets into what it's going to be, which takes, I don't know, the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought immediately of the movie Basket Case. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's something yeah, that's that movie remember, for yeah. Kevin and I grew up watching. You know, um, oh, so it has that kind of basket case, kind of, right. kind of, kind of vibe going on. But I would, I would definitely um, uh, recommend. Rec- 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 it's recommend. Good thing I'm here. I would de- definitely. Rec- You're welcome. I would definitely recommend. It. So, um, and uh, so, okay, so that was kind of like what I checked out this week. I'm going to get into too much. Um, Let's start talking about these albums. Oh my! They're just right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, there was high hopes. High yeah, hopes. and then we had high hopes. Just like that. Yeah, and it just you know was laid there like the whenever like a turd in a fishbowl, a punch uh, bowl, a, a, a turd, 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 turd in a fishbowl, turd in a punch. Don't don't, don't fuck worse. with fish now. <laughs> It's worse. You guys, I, speaking of fish, you guys, yeah. I rec- want to recommend, I've recommended this channel before. I want to recommend a YouTube channel, The Y Files. If you've never watched The Y Files, you have to watch The Y Files. Okay. Fucking great. This guy's very cool. He's very well researched. He does, he does all the, all the sort of, uh, you know, different UFO stories and oh, different yeah, stories yeah, okay. about conspiracies and different stories about, big, but listen, yeah. he tells you the, he does, he lays it all out. Then he goes, but is any of this true? Uh-huh. So he tries yeah. to share, and a lot of the stuff that I'm like is total bullshit. He's like, wait a minute, there is some stuff about this, and yes, you go like, fuck, yes. right. But the thing that makes it awesome and not nerdy is he has a sidekick, Hecklefish. 
heckle who throws fish, you like throw, makes like dirty jokes the whole ah. time and stuff like that. How is this not nerdy? It's fucking <laughs> yeah. hilarious because you got to see hecklefish. Heckle they've fish. they're so they've so they just started like about a year or so ago and their channels were like blown up. They have like hecklefish merchandise. Do they really? Oh, yeah, God's it's fucking nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend Wife. Uh, I'll check it out. But um, so 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 albums that like so basically it's Thanksgiving, right? Yep. Yes. So these are our turkeys, <laughs> rock uh-huh. and rolls turkeys. Turkeys. So um, we're gonna start with Lily. Well, let's just start it off with a bang. Mr. Pittsburgh, do you have anything? Or not? I, no, I didn't. Gonna, I didn't do anything. R- along for the ride. I'm just along for the ride and add my two cents. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna start it off with some metal. Uh, so Motley Crue's Theater of Pain. Oh. Which was the follow-up to Shout at the Devil. Okay. So, you know. Um, with Shout at the Devil, Motley Crue got a taste of mainstream success. Uh, that's when they developed their main image, their sound. It's got a little glam, a little punk, a little classic heavy metal. And then out the window went that oh, for oh Theater boy. of Pain. Yeah. Instead of getting harder and faster, they just decided to go all glam, which really wasn't the way they were trying to go at all. But no. I guess they wanted a more com- commercial sound. It's all fluff. Um, oh gosh, are there even any good, any good songs on that at all? Home Sweet Home. Doesn't I think this that's have the Home Sweet Home song. on it? Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the only song the only on there one, that yeah. I like. Um, well, it's got Smoking in the Boys' Room. But that's which not was, even oh, there. I know, I know, Brownsville <laughs> Station. I know, but, <laughs> right. but it was a big video on MTV. Yeah, I know. Um, and actually, that was their big first top 40 hit, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, great. But, but, this, but this is cool. I always like this. I mean, I love that actor. So. <laughs> oh, come on. There we are. Yeah. It's the best song on the album, and it's a ballad. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to get my lighter out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there it is. I always took this song to mean, um, or to be a reference to his uh, uh, killing his friend. Well, th- th- what's funny Whoa. is I think maybe they became a little softer because this is coming off of that tragedy, yeah, this yeah. album. So maybe they decided to play it safe on this album a little bit. I have no idea, but hmm. it's mostly fluff other than the song. I like I like um, uh, Use It or Lose It too. It's uh, it's kind of like a sequel to Red Hot from another album, but it's they really didn't recover that well from Theater of Pain. They never let's take a their quick listen and Use It or Lose It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Lee hitting the, Just, yeah, the bell yeah, single yeah. thing down the cymbals <laughs> ding 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 that was freaking awesome but yeah yes. cool it's this guy it's a two minutes and 37 seconds long Not. it's got a kind of a punk kind of yeah, thing yeah. going on yeah. doesn't doesn't what do you think yes you do uh, alright cool um, let's talk about sex baby let's talk about <laughs> sex baby Maybe. let's talk about you and Maybe me not. let's talk about this abomination yeah. oh jeez well. I knew we would be talking about four that. Four fucking yeah. sides. <laughs> wow. Four 
fucking sides wow. double album of mm-hmm. this bullshit this bullshit <laughs> oh that's okay <laughs> probably the best song on the whole thing uh-huh. and Sarah Sarah yeah Sarah's album. good Recorded with a fucking marching band. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, why not? <clears throat> There's Mick. He's like on some kind Jamming of cocaine or something. <laughs> the song is only a minute. Three minutes and 15, 17 seconds long. Seems longer, We're doesn't it? 58 seconds in, and it feels like it's been five minutes. Seems like, I know, seems like a lot it's longer. making me tired to listen to it. I know. What is wrong with them? So <laughs> <clears throat> let's talk about this because what was this follow up to? Can rumors. you guys remind me? Rumors. rumors. Yeah. Hello, yeah. exactly. only their greatest right? one. <laughs> only one of the greatest albums ever that fucking ever was ever made in the history of albums. And they came out with Tusk. And then they followed it up with Tusk. Tits. Is the twelfth studio album by British American rock band Fleetwood Mac, released as a double album on the October twelfth, nineteen seventy nine, by Warner Brothers. It's considered more experimental than their previous albums. Oh, you're being kind, Wikipedia. Somebody in there in the in the Fleetwood Mac camp wrote this. Probably, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> partly as a consequence of Lindsey Buckingham's sparser songwriting arrangements and the influence of post-punk. Mm-hmm. The uh, production costs were initially estimated at one million, but many years later, we revealed there was one point four million, equivalent oh. of five point six four million dollars in twenty twenty two, making it the most expensive rock album recorded to that date. Uh, the band embarked on a nine month tour to promote Tusk. They traveled uh, extensively across the world, including the U.S., Australia, and all the other good places in the yeah, U.K., yeah. Germany. They shared the bill. In Germany, they shared the bill with Bob Marley. Interesting. On this world tour, the band recorded music for the Fleetwood Mac live album. Yeah, they probably could, really couldn't wait to get that out mm-hmm. to cover up this uh, yeah. uh, abomination. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> we got to do something to fix it. Yeah. Um, I mean, really... They Fleetwood Mac spent the next five years or so tour playing touring on rumors. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, that was really mm-hmm. you know because that's that's insane. That yeah. album's we got. I have another a band that did the exact same thing. Yeah. on the list. I mean, like a totally insane record, and then like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so he wanted to make an album out of nothing like rumors. So sometimes. Right, the problem is, how do we live up to what we just did? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and the answer to that for some artists is, well, just throw what we just did out. Like we're not even going to do that. Like we're going to just completely, mm-hmm. you know, throw that out and you do know, something not, completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Good, well, yeah. that's that's just as much as uh, of uh, a reaction to pressure as trying to make another record that sounds just like the record mm-hmm. did. you know exactly. what I mean it's yep. like a both of those are sort of reactionary things to do and it's very difficult though and I didn't write rumors and I didn't 
go through all that. So, like, God only knows what fucking bullshit they ended bullshit. up going through. Uh, with then apparent on top of that, their relationships were all disintegrating, and yes. you know there was they were all mixed up on all kind of drugs and drugs. everything, and they all prayed to Satan. Satan. At least, at least I heard that in church. Yeah, um, that's they, they I'm told sure us. they don't say in church is not true. So that's right. They tell us <laughs> the truth by Satan. Oh boy. Yeah, before there was the internet, there was church. Yeah, thank God. Um, thank <laughs> See God. what I did there? Nothing against church. Love church. A lot of fun. Had sure. good times. Sure. Um, but this is just one of those giant, like, it had hot sun, and it was so expensive to produce. And I remember seeing um, them, I believe, on some magazine show on TV, like uh-huh. 2020 or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were showing... One, one of them recording in a bathroom because oh. that was like to get the sound right, or whatever. Sound, yeah. And just, you know, yeah, you know, I, I was young and so I didn't really know what bullshit smelled like yet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but now you do. But, now but, you're familiar. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It smells like the, the album Tusk. Oh, whoa. Wow. It's not shit. It's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? They're talented musicians. No offense. No offense. (laughs) But. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying. There's a fine line between shit and bullshit. Oh, okay. If you say something shit, it's like it's garbage. Yeah. Bullshit is like somebody's kind of lying to you. You know what I mean? Somebody's kind of pulling a little something (laughs) over on you. I'm glad. And we all went played along with it because the record before that was so big and we wanted to pretend. Yeah. That's like why all the people who went to see The Last Jedi because they wanted to pretend. They were pretending. <laughs> so what do you got? What do you got, Lily B. I'm going to go with one of my other favorite bands. Well, actually, my favorite band in the whole world, Aerosmith's uh, Draw the Line. It was fo- it followed Toys in the Attic and oh, Rocks, okay. and Rocks just happens to be one of the albums that they did that greatly influenced just about everybody from Guns N' Roses to Nirvana. Um, draw the line what is described as is the sound of a band that's lost all sense of direction ambition and energy uh, they were heavy 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 into drugs uh, Tyler was on coke oh my constantly you could tell in his vocals that it's, it's he's just not there constant coke right <laughs> <laughs> wow um, there are some highlights um, bright bright light fright is a good one and uh, but it's 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 and Draw the line is a good song too, but everything else is just kind of everything else is just kind of filler. Well, we've heard that song a million times because mm-hmm. WDVE is probably playing it right now. Probably. probably. Yeah, the album it. art's fun, though. I do like That's that. That's interesting. Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. think about the album art? I love it. It's uh, I can't remember the artist's name, but he's he was famous for doing that those t- the, types of caricature drawings yeah. at the time, and I just yeah. don't remember his for name. For those right of you that don't know, this is the Aerosmith album with the caricature caricatures of them on the cover. <clears throat> Looks like he gave up at Tom Hamilton there, though. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. We'll just give him a smiley face. Right. Yeah, good enough. That's that's funny, Lily. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> this looks like an ups. This looks like a spoon. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Does. With a little, little happy face. Happy face. Yeah. On. Like a sinister. Sinister. Happy face. Sinister. Oh, sinister. Sinister. Sinister, sinister, sinister spoon. Uh, Steven Tyler looks 
like a uh, he looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon or something. Yeah, his big lips. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And there's no nose. Where's it? That's his, that's supposed to be his oh, nose. Come on. What was uh? Yeah, he's that's his little tiny nose. And so uh, that's that's Brad. Okay, yeah. and there's Joe. Yeah, Joe Perry looks like one of the Flintstone next door neighbor characters oh, who were like Schleprocks. Schleprocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Schleprocks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then of course Joey Kramer in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How they have fallen. I mean, I do love a do you couple have anything of songs. On, anything else on the album you want to talk about? Any, like, making of or anything you want to say? Or? No. Oh, my. <laughs> Chart information? Nope. <gasps> very, oh, my God. Very, it's very stripped down. I kind of feel like tonight. people can look that up if yeah. they really wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Wow. Is this the... Is this that the whole it? article? Well, no, click on it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Because oh, it looked like it was like no article. Yeah, there's no article. That's how Fifth bad studio album. <laughs> uh, Portrait of the Band. We just talked about that. Uh, four studio albums. The two most recent were Toys in the Attic and Rocks. Okay. Recording and composition according to Steven Tyler's autobiography. Uh, Does the noise in my head bother you? Manager David Krebs suggested the band record its next album at an estate in Armonk. Good luck reading that mm. book, by the way. Does the noise in my head bother you? It's a hard read. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's kind of boring. I did say hard. hard. Not that, that hard. not the hard. good kind of hard. Oh. The bad kind of hard. Oh, my. It's like it was work. The, band, the band was very lethargic. Slowed its progress. Um, There's a lot of shit. Yeah, well, I'm going to read all this bullshit. The songs <laughs> are Draw the Line, I Want to Know Why, Critical Mass, Get It Up. Bright Light Fright Kings and Oh Kings and Queens I like the Kings and Queens I think Kings and Queens is on their greatest hits yeah the red is. album oh, okay yeah. yeah 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 that's a cool song Milk Cow Blues but most of it's just like eh, mm. eh. it's a eh. lot of skipping going on on that eh. one yeah. <laughs> picking the needle up putting it down mm-hmm. someplace else is that what you're saying Lily? Like, yeah but I'm talking about CDs not vinyl <laughs> oh yeah. uh, God you you kids oh please yeah. I have it on vinyl <laughs> just was thinking of the CD <laughs> okay so I'm gonna this is a big one I'm gonna skip to something not as large well what's the word I want not as obvious oh okay um, this you know Heart was a band mm-hmm. Heart was a band that's all I wanted to say oh well thank you oh, our next I, uh, story so, I um, did know that let's get right to it they were a they were a big band in the seventies. Yes, and there was this phenomenon. We should do a podcast um, on on this um, because there were certain bands that just did not like the decade broke them. They yeah. could not. Yeah, they tried and they could not get any footing in the next decade. Mm-hmm. Talking about um, the eighties and I and I and I think that you there's a, there are seventies uh, uh, um, bands that couldn't. Couldn't do it. In the, couldn't I mean, do a, it. Let me get a, a good example of a band that was huge in the seventies and could not get. Uh, they just couldn't break through in the in the eighties. It was Kansas. Okay. Yeah. They had yeah. uh, they had, you know big band in the seventies. You know playing you know arenas and the whole thing. And, and then, in the eighties, um, Vinyl Confessions. Right. Right. They had a you know play the game tonight. Was uh-huh. like, you know what maybe <laughs> I don't know what it was on the charts, but it was low. It was like thirty seven or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Anyway, um, but they never really broke. They never broke in. Um, into then their next album, Drastic, Drastic Measures, Measures, and which yeah. which I think is a, which I think are both solid albums. But they were just like a band out of time. Yep. They yep. just they mm-hmm. just were they couldn't do it. Um, yes, did it for one album. 
They did mm-hmm. that nine zero one two one zero three. Yeah, that one zero. Oh, yeah, Beverly yeah. Hills nine zero one two zero. Yep, that's it. Seven six five three zero nine eight six seven five three zero nine. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know they reinvented themselves because this sounds nothing like yeah. Fragile or Relayer right, right. or any of those you know big records they had in the seventies. Um, and but um, <laughs> Heart. Yes. Was this band that did have a kind of a lost period. Mm-hmm. And this started in 1980 with the album um, B.B. Lestrange. Yes. Which I like uh, some of the songs on it. It does have some cool highlights. There's a um, there's a really good, most of, uh, Nancy has a, has a song on it that's, that's really good. And um, she, a lot of her songs are ballads. And it's mm-hmm. actually kind of an up-tempo thing, which has very focused on piano. It's really cool. There's a Nancy Wilson uh, original composed classical piece. Oh, it's like mm-hmm. a, like two, under two minutes on the, 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 the really nice. there's some there's some cool little highlights on it. It's a fifth studio album by American rock band Heart, um, released in uh, 1980 on Epic Records. First album without founding member Roger Fisher. So Roger and his brother left the band, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was because they ended up getting having affairs with the Wilson girls. Oh uh, that's the sort of, Oh yeah. If you watch the behind the music um, thing, like I think everybody was trying to be very like diplomatic oh, <laughs> in, yeah, in their yeah, old yeah. age about it. But I think that like, it was just like, it was a, I think it had become a kind of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Situation. Si- si- situation. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing though. Hart was always Anne and Nancy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? It was always, them. so they always had each other. You know, oh, mm-hmm. if this it's world okay. runs out of lovers, we'll still it's have so each other. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, but this did not really live up to the um, like dog and butterfly and some of the other things that um, records that they had that were big. But these are different. The, the times were changing, mm-hmm. and they were sort of trying to find themselves you know kind right. of they did the, the i believe the record um uh well they did a, they did a, see, this is the other thing it, um Fleetwood mac did the same thing when you're sort of floundering um uh, uh, um live put a great sense you know when, when you're sort of when you're sort of when you're sort of floundering yes um the album though that they did was it maybe it was um uh, passion works. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yes. so, so private that. audition and passion works were like getting closer, getting closer. Passion works has some really great songs mm-hmm. on it. Um, how can I refuse? Yeah, this is my love personal that. love that song. favorite heart song of all time. And yeah. Allies, which is written by oh, Jonathan yeah, Cain yeah. is a, um, uh, is a great, is a great song on, on that album. And it really wasn't until the album called heart in 1985 that the Wilson's sisters were fucking mm-hmm. back They're like fire. And they went on for the next five, six, seven years, a lot of ballads, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Okay. But they had found their eighties sound. Right. Um, so, so good for them because, because, because <laughs> a lot of folks, couldn't 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 make could not right. make that happen make transition. Um, but the, I think the top one of the top tracks on it is of course even it up
love how they put the harmonies on it. The uh-huh. left in bed. Like there. <laughs> like there's no harmonies. On it. <laughs> it's fucking great. Come on. It's a great song. Yeah. Fucking hard. It's a great fucking song. But the <clears> record <throat> was just, this was their, they were, oh, what do we do with 80s? Yeah, like, still- you know, and they were really trying, you know, to get something going. Yes. And it really was not until their self-titled 1985 mm-hmm. album art, which I have somewhere here on yeah. vinyl. <laughs> I bought it. I was like, uh, you know, they had just, you know, wow, heart, they're freaking back. Uh, there's some, um, oh, let's get out of this. We're looking at the wrong. I'm going to start saying, yeah, Aerosmith played on this record. With oh, didn't Aerosmith did not play. But it does have a little bit, um, a lot of the songs have a little bit of that uh, punk new wave kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. that Double was, you swing, know, yeah. so they had their ear to the ground. They were trying to figure out what was going on. Lily, what do you got? Um, some people will disagree, but I. But well, you're Lily V6, so fuck no. everybody. Well, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe. Ah! <laughs> um, so A Day at the Races by Queen, oh, okay. which was a follow-up to A Night at the Opera. Mm-hmm. And um, following the album that spawned the epic Bohemian Rhapsody was going to be difficult to begin with. Uh, Queen gave it a go with another ec- eclectic collection of songs, A Day at the Races. Uh, started wrong right from the title. Nobody really agreed with the title, I guess. Um, using another Marx Brothers film, as names said that this effort was just a continuum of A Night at the Opera. Um, yeah, what was with them and their, like... It fascinates with the Marx Brothers I on these album titles. Like, British. It was probably just a Freddie Mercury thing. Probably. <laughs> um, people say a lot of the album sounded like leftovers from prior sessions. I agree. Um, it, there was no new expression. Uh, they cover heavy rock. Uh, they cover classic Queen, but the reliance on musical. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, my I gosh. Right out. That was so pathetic, too. Should have made it better than that. But a reliance on music hall skits like the Millionaire Waltz. (laughs) Good old-fashioned lover boy gives the album lack of bite. Um, They'd recover across the rest of the decade, of course, because it's Queen. So, yay. But uh, that one was probably just a little bit of a miss, I think. Changed their sound and reinvented themselves. Yep. Oh, this is also um, the first completed without Roy Thomas Baker. Who is Roy Thomas Baker? The producer. I like this song, though. I love this song. That's that guitar. That's guitar. Uh It's the amazing Brian May. Somebody to Love's on this record. That's a great song. That's like the only one I like, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's the only one I like. Queen, I think, in, in kind of one of their most rocking freaking tunes it's a shame that the record just did not yeah. live up do, to that yeah but that you know that doesn't mean there's some great tracks on it and, and I think all of these records like I, that hard yeah, uh, you know yeah. uh, Baby Lestrange has some really cool moments on it it just did not it didn't like bust out the way 
previous records mm-hmm. did, you right. know? I mean, that, that, that's all you can say about that. That's all I can no. say about that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about uh. that. <laughs> all I got to say about that. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay, wow. let's talk about um, these guys. Like, this is one of those records that I really, li- I listened to and I was going like, Neil Young is oh, signed off on this. Um, <laughs> so everybody was excited, you know, right? You know, this was the, everybody. Everybody has this fantasy about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Right. Um, and they did some cool stuff together, but Crosby, Stills, and Nash did a lot of cool stuff on their own. And Neil Young, of course, is Neil fucking Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they are a super group, by the way. You've got... Um, Graham Nash from the mm-hmm. Hollies. Yes. And you've got, um, help me out, Mr. Pittsburgh. I love you. Uh, Stephen Stills from. Don't forget uh, Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills. Yeah, you've got um, from um, Buffalo Springfield. Yes. So you've got, so you have some great, uh, you know, you, musicians, anyways. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like sometimes, like, there's too much. You know, we're trying to we're trying to crowbar everybody right. into everybody this, in there. but uh, this is an album called American uh, American Dream Ninth Ninth Album by Crosby Stills and Nash, um, and this is their only second featuring uh, Neil Young, released in 1988 on Atlantic Records, peaked at 16. Um, now a lot of these records went platinum. You know why? Why? Because bands had name recognition. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And this is this is for the same reason that people every year go out and buy the McRib. Exactly, because it's McDonald's. Well, I remember it. Well, that's McDonald's. Yeah, it's McDonald's. Because it's so something you do. It's got to be something. It's new McDonald's. It's McDonald's. So we're gonna yeah, get the McRib. It's just something care. you do. It's yep. something you do. You know, there was a, there, you know, and and um, I don't I don't know if you have any art, how, what artists you have on your list or not, but like, and without digressing too far, but like, there's several of these albums. If you look at um, the stories behind them, they were literally the last. Million selling album for that particular artist. Uh-huh. Like, there's an album on the list right. that the guys and I didn't it's not on my list, but I read about it was a Phil Collins album. Mm. Like his last album was huge, and they put this album. There's like no hits on it. Yep. And people bought the album one time, but after that, that was like, his last yep, time he charted. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? They were like, he just, you know, you were out, out. Yep. You ruined it. I you blew it. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> but it's called it's called American Dream. Um. It's their final album of the original material to receive either gold or platinum citation. Mm -hmm. Highest selling album by Neil Young in the 1980s. The album is dedicated to Jan Crosby, Ann Stills, Susan Nash, and Peggy Young. They're partners, as people say now. So, of course, they, you know, there was, you know, they typed into, they tapped, tried to tap into stuff that was going on in the culture like it was the 60s and it wasn't the fucking 60s. In the right. 80s, people were about making money. They didn't yep. really care what was on the news. Nope. They were like, whatever, you know, I'm too busy, I'm too busy doing blow, getting laid, <laughs> and getting fucking rich. Right. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and the yeah, 80s. exactly, exactly, exactly. So... <laughs> These guys were a kind. This is a. They were. I thought. You know. I thought they were kind of a wet blanket, um, <laughs> on everybody's good time. But I do like this song. And of course, my favorite Crosby, Stills, and Nash person has always been Stephen Stills. Really? Yes. Hmm. And I don't count Neil Young because no? the only thing I think the only I think if I read that correctly, they only did one other record with him. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it was great and everybody loved it. Or maybe but, they, they've yeah. appeared different times together, but it's primarily the three of them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Neil right. kind of comes in when he fucking... Neil's got his own thing going. Well, I'm yeah, also yeah. not a fan of him What anyway, Neil but... is doing is what Joe Walsh should have done when he joined the Eagles. Right. Yep. Yep. He yeah. should have kept really pressing, putting mm-hmm. out his original mm-hmm. music. Um, anyways... distinctive uh, voice. Um, It's cool. And this was like a barely charted. Um, But it was one of those songs like I just happened to hear and stuck in my head. You know what I mean? For some stupid reason. So I remembered it. And I was Mm. like going through the record. I'm like, there's got to be something on this. I know. I'm like, oh, I know. (laughs) There is. I know got it made. Uh, Continue, Ms. Lily. Well, this is my last one on the list. Peter Frampton, I'm in you. Yep. That followed. <laughs> no, it's not I'm in you. It's I'm in you. I'm in you. Not I'm in you. Oh. Of course. Of course. I'm in you. Nice. It's I'm in you. I know. Uh, oh, followed by Frampton. Or it was uh, <laughs> following Frampton Comes Alive in 1976. Uh, um, Frampton Comes Alive is the best selling live rock album of all time. Mm-hmm. Ten weeks at number I'm one. In you. It's a joke. <laughs> Chill out. I'm laughing wow. at the joke. I'm yeah, laughing, it's I'm funny. The joke. I'm not mocking you. I'm like loving the joke. His 1977 follow-up had Loser written all over it, or at least oh, on oh. the album cover. Yep. Uh, the music was playing <clears> the excitement <throat> of the live al- album Gone. The title song's single outsold uh, show, show Me The Way on Strength of the Name, but like you were saying before. Uh, but his next single, a cover of Stevie Wonder's uh, Sign Sealed Delivered, was a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, there were guest musicians besides Stevie Wonder. Uh, Richie Hayward, Mike Finnegan, and Mick Jagger featured on the album. Uh, Peter had gone Hollywood, and his rock fan base left him as fast as it had <sighs> risen. And that is just a horrible outfit. A horrible. Yeah. I can't stand looking at it. So this is the same guy that did the whole talk box thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah, hard to believe. When I cry, you don't laugh, cause you know me. I'm in you. The only thing that would make this cover any better is if Billy Squire were dancing in the background. <laughs> yeah, somebody in should, that outfit. Somebody mm-hmm. should do a little thing outfit, with Billy yeah. Squire dancing underneath the bottom here, you know. Yep. From that video, oh um, it's not an unnice song. It's not Peter Frampton music, right? That's right. the problem. So yeah. what people are used to. Yeah, you know, people wanted him to continue rocking. Mm-hmm. It sold great though, but because, like you said, of the f- yeah, prior album that, on his yeah. name alone. Yeah. Also, the, I remember being a kid. I was about ten years old, and it was advertised on television. Yeah, it was one okay. of those albums that got advertised oh, okay. on TV, yeah. and so yeah. like. Um, so like there was a big marketing push 
to mm. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about music at the time. I only knew what I saw on TV, and yep. he seemed like a big uh, pop star. It wasn't until like a few years later that I found out that that's the same guy that does. The, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you feel the, like the, we do? Yeah. And, do you feel like we do? And all those yeah. great songs, you know, in humble pie and everything, like, mm-hmm. like. Okay, well, like, wh- and then I was confused. Like, what is the real Peter Frampton? Right. <laughs> like, is this what he really does? And he yep. was just doing it as a fluke. Like, what yep. was going on? And it wasn't until I started hanging out with Mr. Pittsburgh, yeah. and he had the Frampton Comes Alive album that I was yeah. like, yep. oh. we listened to that at your house. And yeah, I was just like, is everyone cool. like issued that on vinyl when yeah. they buy a record player? Yeah. yeah. You have to have I it. I thought so. You yeah. have to have it. In the best of bread. That's the, the other best one. of bread. <laughs> <laughs> What, is, is that it? Is that your? That is my yeah. List. So you heard a little bit of that. So I'm not. I'm gonna. Um. The. Uh, I had. Um. Two on mine, but one I'm gonna say very quickly is. Um. Billy Joel, the bridge. Um. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is a record I really liked. But it was in between. They had done a great. They done a greatest hits. Mm-hmm. But the record of original material before that was Innocent Man, which had like his. There's talk about a guy who reinvented himself in the 80s. You know, Uptown Girl. He became an MTV artist. Oh, yeah. That's yep. the other thing with the 80s. You had to be able to get New, on MTV. Yeah. You had to look good on MTV. Uh-huh. Charisma. But, exactly. So, you know, he did the Uptown Girl, Leave a Tender Moment Alone. Um, uh, what was the other big? There was a bunch of big songs out there. Oh, the song um, Innocent Man, mm-hmm. uh, Keeping the Faith. Keeping oh, the yeah. Faith. Yep. Those were huge, like huge, huge songs. And Billy Joel is... is um, I'm going to commit kind of bla- a little bit of a blasphemy here, but he's kind of like a, he's kind of like David Bowie in the sense that like, he didn't really like to stay on the same thing for too right, long. Right. Exactly. He tried to, like, if you listen to 52nd street, there's a lot of jazz mm-hmm. and stuff on that record. You know, he was like, you know, he's constantly going, oh, I'm going to try a little bit of this. I'm going to do a little bit. But this record has some really great songs on it. It's got baby grand on it. It's got some really nice pieces on it. It's got a uh, matter of trust. Okay. Um, which was a MTV yeah, video. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it was a you know a lot of people really kind of considered a disappointment because Innocent Man was just like it was Boom. Innocent Man was like one of those records that was like it was inescapable mm-hmm. like you, no matter where you went like it was on the radio like something from that record was on the radio but the the, the band I want to talk about and I want to see if I can get you guys involved in a discussion on is the band Boston I almost put this on my list but I um, figured you would have it um, <laughs> you know the, I, I consider third stage. A record very much in the spirit of Chinese democracy. And right. Oh, okay. Like, they mm-hmm. took too forever. Fucking long. Forever yep. to come out. That's what hurts you third blew stage. It. Yeah. If this would have come out 18 months after Don't Look Back, it might have done a little bit. I better. think, exactly. oh, hell right. yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, I think I think that like a lot of these songs would be just up there with like with just like the other great Boston hits. But Boston has a a problem. Hmm. And it's the same problem that Fleetwood Mac had. Mm-hmm. Rumors was just it's fucking too rumors. epic. Yep. It's too fucking epic. The first Boston album. Oh my gosh, that's a whole Oh my god. Literally yeah. the perfect album. It is the perfect <laughs> yeah. album. Every song is played on the radio yep. to this yeah. day every yeah. day. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you fucked up by doing that. <laughs> I, yeah, like so like what are, you know it reminds me um it was like um Francis Ford Coppola putting out The Godfather. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody's like, there's no way Godfather 2 is good. Oh my God, Godfather 2! Yeah, fuck! yeah, yeah. Like, that's an amazing movie. That's that's the unusual circumstance. Usually, the it's sophomore like, yeah. thing doesn't, doesn't work. But doesn't okay, work. in movies, there seems to be, like, what about um, 
Return of the Jedi or um, um, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, that's all. That's considered the superior sure, movie. Sure. But but it, a lot of times that does not happen. Most of the time it does not happen. Lightning <laughs> mm-hmm, does not strike mm-hmm. twice. And I um, I kind of put Don't Look Back and Third Stage together here because um, Don't Look Back sold like went like platinum seven times like in a week. Yeah. Wow. Like it like because like these other artists on the strength of the previous album. Right. People exactly. just went and bought it. Yep. Yep. Right. They were like, oh my God, it's, you know, it's the next album. I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. it, you know. Don't even and think it. it does not have, it's a good record, but I don't look back and there's a couple other, there's one or two other songs that, that got some radio airplay. Um, but it was not like the first record. <laughs> right. So what ended up happening with Third Stage Scholes had an issue with Don't Look Back because he felt that like the record company rushed it. There's there's seven songs or something. It's almost more like an EP uh-huh. than it is than, than, than a full album. Yeah. Um, so he fought and fought and fought and fought to get um, to, to get the straight, this mess straightened out with Epic Records. And he ended up to make another movie comparison, what we would call in the movie business, development hell on the next record. Yep. And don't you remember, Mr. Pittsburgh, DVE talking about the the new Boston album was coming out for like five years straight. Yes. Uh It was constantly. And I believe that in 1980 or 1981, the... DVE played Amanda one time. Uh-huh. I think oh, they were sort of like, oh, we're going to play it. We're going to play this Boston song. So they put, they put, they, they put that out and um, it doesn't, you know, they, you know, it, the record does not, does not come out, does not come out, does not come out. People are waiting, never comes out, never comes out, never comes out. So <clears throat> it, we lose the Boston vibe. Music mm-hmm. had changed by nineteen. When does this come I out? Eighty six. Yeah, that's quite. We're a watching drum. MTV. Music sounds a lot different, right. yep. and the rock music is really the eighties um, uh, glam rock that you're yep. seeing all over mm-hmm. MTV. Mm-hmm. This sounds nothing, no. nothing like, like that. that. <laughs> you know, it sounds no. really like it. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna play a little bit of it here. And you tell me. Let's start it. Let's start it over. Well, come on. <laughs> it's like almost like a yacht rock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of but- like when that first Boston album comes out, that was like. Mm-hmm. Head ba- a lot of headbang, but it was like considered like really serious rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm doing the white man overbite. <laughs> okay, so it kicks up a little bit here. This is cool. Right there, people. Some people are going to go. Okay, that's kind of like the Boston uh-huh, we remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but the record has a mellow kind of vibe, vibe to it. Yeah. To it, it just right. does not, you know. And okay, some of the songs, you know, got got a little bit of play, but like it was just not what people. Well, we're wanted. in that year. You're we're in the world of Poison and Motley Crue oh, yeah. coming to an end at that point, and Bon Jovi. So like they had this, that to compete with. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So this track listing is is Amanda, which I've mm-hmm. heard. Of, you know, uh, we're ready, which we were just listening to. Uh, the launch, which is this like one of those yeah. like something something Rush would do, right? Uh-huh. With the different aspects, yeah. the different like sections, whatever. They which which bleeds right into Cool the Engines, which is the probably the most rocking song. Yeah, I like that one. on the on the album. But if that isn't saying much, um, no. nope. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think that. And most people are, are not really keen on this record. It's not. See. Nah. Um, Sib Hazian, though, still sounds great. He's what a great. Uh, I mean, he's a great. What a he was a fucking great drummer. And uh, Brad Delp's voice sounds mm-hmm. fucking great. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and um, say the hell with that. Those are records. Those are your turkeys. Those are your those are your Thanksgiving fucking turkeys. Sure. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, taking care of your cat or that <laughs> take care of my pussy whoa <laughs> I'm not doing anything actually no no just chillaxing just chillaxing chillaxing huh well I'm going to see our brother Keith nice Yay. for a few days nice. I'm looking forward to I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow morning which means I've got to end this podcast and edit it and upload it to rock rage yeah you do now <laughs> like okay. super quick so anyways uh, guys thanks for hanging out get a ludini rock and roll circus.com um, and there's all kind of really fun shit there shit fun shit uh, <laughs> access to our private uh, Facebook group as well as um Back episodes, interviews, all kind of fun things like that. Um, don't forget to patronize Wolf's Customs. Wolfie! And check them out. And uh, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app. Uh, Lily, um, what do you have coming up? You, are you have got any interviews this week? Or anything? Um, no interviews this week, but um, I will be interviewing West Cage next week. Oh, and he will nice. be on the show Thursday. Oh, we did not do our new and notables. Well, I'm, oh, I'm jumping oh. ahead. Oh, boy, I'm jumping boy. ahead. I knew I was forgetting some. I knew I was forgetting. We got to do our new new notes. <laughs> so we'll we'll come back. So we'll, that's our mid roll ads. We'll okay, come okay back. there you go. <laughs> so I missed so every each one of us brought um, some new music for you guys this week. But let's go ahead. You're going to be interviewing West Cage. West so that's Cage. a good squeegee. Okay, there into this. There so, you go. Go. so do you want to play a little West Cage or do you want to talk about West Cage first? I'll talk first. So okay. West Cage, uh, he was a former black metal musician. Um, of the band Eyes of Noctum, now solo rock musician, musician has a single out called The Wolf via Pavement Entertainment, uh, much more radio friendly than his uh, other work, co-written with Keith Wallen from Breaking Benjamin. Um, this is something that I think everybody could be into. It's uh, sort of a fight between your light and your dark side. Um, he is also um, Nick Cage's son, That's so, which is yeah. pretty cool. cool. Didn't know that till I was reading some information on him. Um, but yeah, here is uh, The Wolf. Just a little bit of a listen and see what. It's a, I think it's a really great song. Yeah, we were listening to it earlier. I think it kicks ass. He's walking down the street carrying a two by four. <laughs> these video, these um, videos all have this thing at the beginning. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
become the wolf. I like yes. that. Very good. <laughs> so cool that's show. who I will be interviewing for next oh, week's cool. show. Awesome. So next Thursday. Thank you. Nice. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh brought somebody. Yeah. Who'd you bring? A band called Ace Monroe. I love the name. Yeah. Ace Monroe. I want to go ahead and give y'all uh, a little bit of back around sure. on the Ace Monroe people. <laughs> nice boys. American rock and roll band Ace Monroe is getting uh, people up and dancing all across the country with their swinging, gritty guitar riffs, soaring vocals, and electrifying larger than life show. Wow. So let's give it a little listen, a shall listen we? Poo? Let's just go ahead and have a little uh, taste of uh, Ace Monroe, <laughs> oh my. folks. So, uh, oh my. Just, just thank you. It's called Summer Heat. Come on. Computer. <laughs> Computer. Baby, light a candle. Crystal cracking lips are smacking. Now it starts to fall in the light. That's right. Broken legs sway. Made to entertain. Someone wagging up. Go drag it till you make a man out of me. Summer Heat by Ace Monroe. Yeah. It's got a little Vince Neil look going on there. There's mm-hmm. yeah. a little uh, I'm hearing Aerosmith yes. meets the Black Crow exactly. kind yep. of kind oh, of thing yeah. going on there for sure. And here is Robert John and the Wreck. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And begin. Hold on. And ready? Oh, here we go. Is that Hershey Park? I don't know. It's been so long since I've been there. By Robert John and the Wreck. These guys are from Southern California, but they have a very 
um, they, they've got like a country kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Well, southern know, rock, all, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, they were they were all about the southern rock thing, but they're from Southern California. Very um, cool. Really into you know, of course, they were into the Skinner and the and the whole thing. So check those guys out. I have links to everything um, in the. Uh, in the show notes. show notes. Yeah. Uh, Ace dot com, <clears throat> And you can find all about Wes Cage. Uh, uh, yeah. I like that song, The Wolf. That's, that's uh-huh. a good job. Very cool. That's good. good job, guys. Like, they are, all the songs are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like them all. Oh, I'll yeah. be downloading. Yeah, it was cool shit. All the things. All good shit. All good shit. All right, guys. Um, are we good for next? Uh, are we good for Tuesday? I think I am. What about you, Lily? I need to double check that. She's going to double schedule. check. Oh boy. Liz's going to double check it. We're okay. Just, so just hang out while we make plans. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a band interview, but I should be good. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll have an exciting topic. Um, the, the, I would just say this real quick. When I heard that song, hold on by Robert John, the wreck, I'm like, how many songs are called hold on? A lot. A, a lot. lot. <clears throat> so it made me think of something called musical hum- homophones. Homo- a homophone uh, is t- is like flower and flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I mean? It's like it says sounds the same. But, so like, how about how many songs there are with the same name? With the same uh-huh. name? Like for instance, the song Amanda by Boston. There's a really famous song by Waylon Jennings called uh-huh. Amanda. Okay. Like really, really big, mm-hmm. big ass country mm-hmm. song. Um, big ass country. There you go. I gotta write that. There you go. <laughs> uh, but um, so maybe we'd do something like we just come in with maybe some of our favorite okay. songs that are that have the, the same, same name names. but are totally different songs. Exactly. So you would just pick a few. I already have ones. like seven in my head. Okay, Look that'll that. be fun. See? That's what we'll talk about next week. <laughs> All right, guys. If that sort of thing interests you, then you want to come back next week and hang out with us. In the meantime, Lily V Six from Rock Rage Radio. And when is that show again? Thursdays, uh, six p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, very good. Uh, BlueDiniRockRollCircus.com. Check out uh, everything we got there. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app. And Mr. Pittsburgh, do you have anything you'd like to share with us? I'm just so happy my sister Lily's back with us. Oh, That's all I got to say. And I'm happy that (laughs) both of you guys are back. All right. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya. (laughs) 